was thinking that. 20 minutes for each, like, Are you going to call chips? it Tom the Taxi Driver's Chronicles, or words to that effect? Yeah, I'm going to try do and do little chronicles, couldn't I'm you? I'm going to think of something Cab Driver better. Commandments. The, Tom, Tom's Ten Commandments. If well, we no, get they're, ten not, they're not mine. Like, you know, no, no. Well, we're not taking responsibility yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, I don't want to take responsibility for it. Because you What are we doing today? Why are we here? Well, wanted to have one about maybe cab etiquette, how cab to be the best cab driver. Isn't that more not cab etiquette, but so much like um, cab... Customer service yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just I wrote like a big list of different stuff. You know, when you speak with different drivers and they go, oh, well, I'll do this with my passengers and... Yeah. Going that extra mile, you know, the golden standard that we are. What Mr. Dave Frampton, the gold standard yeah. of driving cabs. Yeah. You are my gold standard by, by far. Well, I'm the only one you know. No, I know loads. <laughs> I said to you before, as before you came in, I said to Dave that if I was a cab driver just starting and if I, I listened to Dave and he says his stuff, Dave would be my guru for listening how to be, the get the most out of this job, earn the most money, be the happiest. Um I mean, we're very much similar in terms of our breaking the rules, trying to never get speeding tickets and whatever. We don't bust around. And any, nobody should really in this cab. Oh, anything like that. Any piece yet. It's dead money. Mm. It's dead money, isn't it? And it's not only, say, the un- say it's 100 quid. It's not just the 100 quid. It's the, you have to, it costs you more to get that 100 quid. Yes. And you, you realise as well, when it is that 100 quid, that everything you just earned just went out the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the moment, it's yeah. like, bloody hell, like, or even when you're having a slow day and you're, Thinking about it, going, God, this is so slow, so slow. But it just all gets absorbed into a week, into a month, into a year anyway. Yeah. You can't individually pick all that out. So just... Driver etiquette, rules, or whatever you want to call it. It's kind of like yourself. an extension of when I got my badge um, a few years ago, the examiner having an... And I was about to say intro talk, but I guess yeah. it's an outro talk. Yes. To what say... They, what they call it, though? It's called... Well, it's like badge day, isn't it? Yeah. So on badge day, just to say, like, the do's and don'ts, Probably would recommend doing this. Recommend joining a union X Y Z. Just how to make the job as good as possible. Yep. So, shall I start? Yeah, go on. Yeah. An obvious one is obviously like charging accessories, right? You know, when oh, people yeah, want yeah. to charge phones in it. I mean, I had this well, it seems to happen quite a bit around Christmas and things like that. But well, do, do you carry extra leads? Well, I've got a mate who even carries like an actual charging bank because obviously you've got the yes TXEs have the charging point in the back. But he'll actually go, well, actually, this is a much faster charge. You're not having to plug into there. But Well, I was in a cab last night, so my story is very fresh. And my charge, my phone was on red. And if my wife doesn't know where I am, I'm in trouble. And I said to the driver, uh, have you got a charge? And he had a super long lead in the TX, stuck it through the petition. And I'm sitting there with a the phone on a super long lead, charging it. I thought, oh, that's great. That's what I got. I got a super long lead from Halford, struggling a bit. He's armoured. And I, I, I don't carry extra leads and there's a reason why I don't I used to as a chauffeur but I don't yeah. now because if I'm busy and they're dropping them in a really busy spot and you pick someone else up you can forget that they've got it and they go with your lead yeah but the lead, so his pl- lead was plugged into no, the front no my one's parked in the, fr- plugged in the front it's poked through the money hole the hatch and but it they, goes they can't it, take it then can they no that one but if you used to have extra leads and give them to them oh, yeah, oh I get you because the TXE has got USB sockets in the back like right by them so yeah. they haven't got to run it all the way through. True, true. So uh, well, he also said to me, do you need, he had a choice. He had a choice of leads because it would have been the USB-C. He gave me a USB-C lead first and it was then the iPhone lead he had. Um, and then I had a power bank with me, but I took the wrong lead for the power bank. So I was knackered. 
I then sold that story and I'm going to get on the train now and, and go home because he's dropped me at a train station. And he said, I might have one in a boot. So we're getting out and he's looking in his boot. He's got an old bag and he's found two other leads, two iPhone leads. And the thing with iPhones is they want you to use a certain spec of lead, don't they? So even though it's an iPhone lead, there's different qualities. They don't, they don't yeah. all work. So the first one was one of them. And the other one was such a ropey old lead. It had obviously died years ago. But he's there looking to try and get me a lead, which was great. I didn't have it, but it'd give me enough charge getting to the station for me to get home. Because you get some cab drivers who think like, oh, if their phones run out, they would have normally got an Uber. And like sometimes you do get some younger <laughs> passengers. But them drivers are like, oh, I'm not doing them because they're just an Uber customer. And you're like, no, they've held you down and this is your chance to go, yeah, got cables, I've got it all sorted. Yeah. Just but also they may pay by phone and if their phone goes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is also oh, a, yeah. a reassuring thing for us, you know. Oh, Uber are going to take over. It's like... Not if their phones die. They've got yeah. to put their hand up and get a taxi. Well, I'm going right in a coincidence here because, the again, yesterday on Reddit, there was a story about people w- wanting a cab and have gone onto every app to get a cab. They said taxi. That's what made me start reading the story. And they're not, they didn't mean taxi at all. And then in the end, they said they got a taxi because they were really annoyed with the apps because everyone that had done was on their way, on, on route, all cancelling on the way. But then they flagged down a black cab as it come past on Yella. So it was like, um, in a sense, they, they were realising that there was this position for the black cabs and that all the apps were, were blanking them. They were taking the jobs, but that something was happening. Why would you then drop the job? If it's not going the right way. I've heard of ones in the States and stuff where if an Uber wants to go in a, a wrong direction, they'll still accept the job, but they'll just start driving in the wrong direction. So it forces the customer to cancel. Ah. Uh. Um, rather than I the driver yes. being penalised for it. Yesterday, the passenger got in, and the, the driver, and they love it when they say, I was going to get an Uber. And, uh, and <laughs> the, the, she said the driver had rang her and told her to cancel. I said, told you to cancel. Yeah, because he'd gone the, he'd gone round the one way somewhere. It's on Baker Street. Gone round the one way and couldn't get back. <laughs> so he rang <laughs> her and told her to cancel. Well, and the other one as well was, I've heard of stories where they'll phone up and say, oh, where, where's your job going to Oh, is it, is it central? Because they don't want to have to pay the congestion charge. Yeah. Some of them just like to hang around outside. Anyway, we digress. We, we yeah, digress. But it was okay. Yeah, so that was just one to kick us off. What about, we kind of briefly touched on this, but receipts, particularly blank receipts. Now, I was told on my badge day that don't really want to make a habit of handing out blank receipts to people because, and this was the part I was told, that if someone in their firm, you know, keeps putting in really expensive claims for a black cab, mm that firm might stop using black caps because it's like, bloody old, look how expensive these are. Yeah. I don't know if they would put an expensive one in because I think they'd, they'd get pulled, wouldn't they? If the fare was normally 20 and they put in 50, someone would say, oh, no, it's that. He got stuck in traffic. Yeah, yeah that's a lot of Really traffic. bad traffic. So they're doing it for a little bonus, aren't they, on their wages? Yeah, they're probably putting it in the same amount. But then again, to give a blank receipt, you, you, you've then got to say to them, you're not going to do anything wrong with this. You're not going to say that, are you? No. They might want to write a phone number down on it. How, you, how would you give the blank receipt? What is it? If you look at the scenario, how you're going to use it? So I'm, I've got a job where the boss says to me, "You're going to so and so, get a cab." Well, I'm going to take the train to spend a pound, give him a receipt for twenty five quid that I think the cab drive would, the ride would be. So you're going to be using that drive for some drive that would have actually needed to have taken place. Sure. Two leg journey, only only one leg on the bus and one leg in the cab. Yeah, and you get a little bonus on your wages. That's probably something like that. Or maybe they do it another day. They know they're doing the same. So they do the first journey to know what the fare is. Mm. And then they may be doing that. They may be doing it all week. 
But I mean, if someone asked for one, I wouldn't be bothered about one. I wouldn't be yeah, asking them works. what they're using it for either. But I am pre-printed uh, receipts. You, you've got the printed receipt machine as standard now. Mm. Well, I, when I did the knowledge and when I was driving a cab full time, there was um, we didn't have a receipt receipt machine. It came in hammer and chisel, wasn't it? Hammer and chisel, oh, with a bit of rock. Me and Moses, but the, the printed receipt did come in, and I never ever used it in the early days. But you now must be using it all the time, so it's not s- the same as it was with the old receipts, written ones. You can put a cash one out as well. You can just put it in cash, any, any amount, put it in, in in cash. But the only thing with that, it would have that date and time on that printed receipt. Yeah. yeah. So you'd have two, two. They'd have a genuine one. Say they had, and then they'd have another. If they asked for another one, you could give them another one, but oh, it'd yeah. be the same date and time. So oh, that yeah, wouldn't work. You, you've hit on the other trick. Write me a receipt. Don't put a date on it. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I never put a date on it anyway. Nah. Yeah, but I've, I've, had, I've had one bloke. I didn't put a date on it. It was just being a bit of an annoying customer anyway. Legaled me off, and I give him the receipt, and he's like, uh, "Do it again." I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, you missed the date off it." Yeah, real arsy customer. I yeah. would have said I don't put dates on it. Yeah. yeah what's yeah, what's the date then? Tell me. Yeah, you put it on it. Oh, oh, you get I put an amount, the amount, whatever the fare is, that's what goes on. Yeah. I used to one time, I used to put like, say, it was SE1 to North 1. So I might have done that. And then I thought, what am I putting that for? <laughs> you know, what do I care? What do I care where, where, what it says on it? <laughs> so it's 15 quid, 15 quid here. That's a proper anorak thing. Yeah, I used to do that. Oh, dear. Well, what about the fact of selling them? I mean, we... I don't know if you're doing that still, but we did use the sell them. They'd ask for a blank receipt. And I did used to, as a novice, I used to be really naive and just, yeah, yeah, giving them the blank receipts and thinking whatever they do with them, they do with them. And then someone points out, you charge them a fiver. If they want one receipt, five pound, they're going to get 30, 40 quid on that receipt that you've just given them. And then they would want to buy a book. Yeah. And I don't remember what the going rate was for a book, but it wasn't a fiver. I think it was 50 quid if they wanted a book. And then... You talk to teach them anyway. You don't need to come to me. There's a guy at Waterloo Station selling taxi bits and bobs. Is he gone? I imagine, but he would. He would always sell receipt books and whatever. Go up there, he's free for a pound, isn't it? Free books for a pound. Or you just walk into the school. We've got them sitting up there. Load of receipt books. Well, I remember I had one guy who was like, "Oh yeah, make make receipt out for twenty five And he sort of it only been like a fifteen pound journey, and I'm I'm like, like, "Well, pay me, pay me it then. I will will make out for twenty five Yeah. Yeah, so what, that, that would become some kind of fraud, Dave. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's right. If they say you've got a blank receipt and they, if they was to say to you, I'm going to put one in for tomorrow and not do the ride, you go, don't tell me that. Mm. Why, why tell me that bit of it? Well, There's no you, need to involve the driver, is it? You want a yeah. blank receipt, you could be picking your nose for it, for all I care. Yeah, you're not involved once they've told you so much anyway because it was slightly yeah. different. And but you are involved if you write a receipt yeah, for and they don't give you that money. And that could be a little trick if you're, you know, a policeman sort of, what's it called when you're entrapping yeah, someone? Yeah, so you ask, can you give me, write out for 25, but I'm giving you 15. You have just, you've just related, you some kind of fraud gone on there between that you've actually conspired Just it. don't do that. Just say, yeah, let's give me a blank one. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Not anyone's Fill it in yourself. Mate. Yeah. Knock yourself out. So but one I've got here, I've got belting kids. Um, I always belt kids, yeah. <laughs> Well, <laughs> now this came to me yesterday actually because I've never really uh, I don't know you you often, I've heard your opinion on this that you won't start the cab necessarily you're always going to have uh, well, one of the things I look, look in the mirror and you, you know sometimes it's still standing up and you you're in a spot where you want to get away because you know, you're holding everyone up or something you know yeah. maybe single file or something like that. and I, and I will say I know they haven't but I will just say has everybody got a seat yeah <laughs> in other words prompting them sit sit down and yeah and, and yeah kids got to have a better one. Are they? I, I no, honestly, for, for me, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, you get in the back of the cab. For me, 
I just generally yeah, just it's don't chuck a belt on. I don't mind. I mean, little one, you've got buggies and that, they're all loose and that. But yeah, yeah, yeah what's the point of having a kid climbing around? If you have to stop oh, hard, that's going to be like Garfield no. on that. Well, this came to me yesterday, and I'm thinking, right, you can drive with a lot of distractions because there's a lot of stuff going on in London where ex- expert drivers would do it all the time. But yesterday, there was one kid who was, you know, jumping around, and the dad, you know, just not doing anything, just being really bad parenting. And I'm thinking, actually, I is actually taking up some mental capacity thinking about how I'm driving to how mm. that kid then is in the back. If he's standing around, I'm then thinking, is the kid still standing? Has he fallen over? Whatever. Yeah. So because I'm then having to think about that, I'm then kind of almost second guessing my driving. And that actually, it comes back around to the fact that it's actually for my safety that the kids should be belted up because yeah. I'm then thinking about that. I'm more likely to get in an accident because I'm not concentrating on my route calculations or whatever as much yeah. because you're spending a lot of mental capacity on that. Yeah. And if you crashed and he come flying through the window and it hit you on the back of the head, you'd be yeah. you'd be hurt. Yeah. I I I don't know whose legal responsibility. We had this before. I'm sure we did. The legal responsibility when they're in the back of the cab for either adults or kids. My view has always been it's them. Yes, I've I love the belief as well. Yeah, but I'm not sure entirely. Someone argued with me that uh, legally you're responsible for some aspect, and it might be kids. But kids on the flip down seats is quite safe on the flip down seats. Yeah. It certainly is. That's where you, it's only going to go it's forwards. Going. Yeah. Anything's going to go, whatever it is, the object that's going to fly. Have I told you forwards. the one about my brother? Um, the woman is driving along and the woman stood up to dip in her pockets to get the money for the thing. So she's bent over because you can't stand up fully. And he has had to break and she's nutted the petition and she's okay and everything, but she really nutted it. And when he come home from work, we, we, we both meet up and he said, Dean, you've got to come and see it. I went down and looked and... It, he put a torch on it. It's a perfect uh, impression of her face and the lips and everything else and the squashed nose on the on the thing, all in sweat. It was amazing to see. So, yeah, that's the danger as well. If you ain't, well, getting up, standing up when your cab hasn't stopped. It's a little bit. Yeah, and then suddenly you have to tap. you only got to tap the brakes a little bit. No, they go over, don't they? They yeah. go over because you can't stand up or balance. So, yeah, belting kids... Um, you, you think you should tell them to belt up? Yeah, I only came to my realisation yesterday, because before, like, probably similar stance to you, it's like, well, it's their responsibility. Yeah. If they don't do it, whatever. But as I'm driving around, and it's a bit stressful, that it just, yeah, it does come back to me that I'm having yeah. to sort of deal with that. And I could, I'm more likely to be in an accident because of the kid who's jumping around, climbing around, and me kind of half thinking about that. Yeah. So I'm going to take that one because that's the, we're basically this podcast is about advice. And the advice, I, I think I completely agree. They get in, they've got kids... Turn around and say to them, listen, I don't, you can do what you like, but please put seatbelts on the kids and they'll be safe and they'll also be tied down and not able to sort of muck about too much. Yeah. So, yes, if you get kids getting, ask For the parents to safety. belt them up. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. I like that bit of advice. This I'm is almost like a one. room 101, isn't it? Has uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that been allowed in then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that one's in. What was the first one then? Because we didn't decide on a, a format for the first thing. The, so we talked about receipts. Should we give blank receipts or not? The conclusion is me. Yes, I would give. I wouldn't give a book though. I wouldn't. Would, give, I, no, no. I won't go and giving books out for. No. But if someone asks you got one. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. You'll give them. Yeah, I wouldn't ask them why. Well, yeah, what they would you for. say you were going to give? Them I think it's context, isn't it? If someone's like proper, like oh, okay, so like, you know, hasn't uh, done you anything. Yeah. But then if the drivers, if they're like a friendly person, go, oh, you wouldn't be able to chance me with a blank receipt, would you? Good. Are man. you saying it was posh, uh, Tom? It was very. Um, <laughs> I mean, that was biased, me saying yeah. that <laughs> they kind of. Um, yeah, very classist. Yeah. Posh people are better than the poor people. <laughs> so if they see... <laughs> well, it's more likely to get a tip off them. <laughs> you know when someone, obviously, you know, how they pay and their attitudes and yeah, that, you know, true. yeah, if they want something from you versus kind of like, look, 
can you help me out here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they ask you correctly in the yeah, right way. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, I had someone on Twitter asking me something the other day, uh, not on Twitter, on my WhatsApp, and about four times after every message, he said, thanks, pal, yeah, pal, have you got this, pal? And, I, and at the end of it, I had to say to him, listen, if you want to message me, do not call me pal. It's not, it just doesn't read right. It sounds a little bit funny, you know. Uh, you just, just sound like an idiot. Another thing is when you say it's in context and as well, and a situation as well. If you've got someone who's had a drink and yeah. night and they ask someone, yeah, they could turn aggressive if you just you're not gonna get into a row uh, over yeah. a black one blank one. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just it's not as I say, I'm not a police officer. I'm not well, here to All right, so this segues into like another point then. How do we deal with drunks? Like I mean Yeah. You, Give them a blank receipt. <laughs> Give them a blank Well, I, I can remember really clearly getting a cab from New Oxford Street, right? And I could barely walk. And uh the ca- I knew how to stop cabs because uh, the thing was, I want to go east. So if you want to go east, don't stand in Oxford Street because you're going anywhere, but stand in New Oxford Street and you're probably going east on the right side of the road because you're definitely going to be going Islington or that direction. Whereas if you're before Oxford Street, you could be going Hampstead or anywhere, south east London. And the cab driver stopped and I said to I leant on the window and I said, honestly, I know I'm really in a bad way and I'm really drunk, uh, but I am a cab driver. And I will not be any trouble whatsoever, but I just need to get to Myland. And he was as good as gold. So I'd put every ounce of last effort I had into asking for that cab in as, as respectable way as I could hold myself up. Um, and it was great. But when you get a drunk, so it kind of come into the window and think it's like... Uh, and they're like leaning on the window, like proper falling in the window. Yeah, I was doing that, Tom. Yeah. yeah I was doing that as well. <laughs> just two feet, two feet hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> it was in the luggage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the people leaning in the window, there you get a bit suspicious that they're bag grabbers, aren't they? They get right yeah. in, and they come in. Hello, mate. Can you take me to? Um, what are you looking around for? Where you want to go? Uh, you're about to get mugged. Then so again, we, we, we drink. It's the, the individual, isn't it? Because mm. some people are happy when they've had yeah. a good drink, and some people, a few are not so happy. So you make your mind up, and you deal with each one accordingly, didn't you? Yeah. Well, what's your what's your drunk stories? You got any? Well, I tell you, handling drunks, and it was Christmas time, and it was private. Oh, years ago, and I picked up. And it was a, it was a, a, a multi drop, so it's about only three drops, four drops. I can't remember the exact drops, but we will go with um, we'll say one in Mayfair. We will go with one Marleybone Station and one at Westbourne Grove. The one going to Westbourne Grove is a female who's rotten, yeah. absolutely rotten. They're, they're work colleagues. This is a true story. I can't remember the exact drops, but it was Westbourne Grove. So as we, and the woman was insisting that I knew where she lived. I'd never seen a woman before in my life. I had no idea where she lived. <laughs> and she was going, you know where I live. I'm going. And so even her colleagues are starting to go, do you? I go, no, I've just met you. <laughs> I have no idea. But she's going, like, Westbourne Grove. I said, all right. And I then dawned on me. I went, there's no way. She's the last drop. There's no way. So I said to the work colleague, you're coming with me. He said, no, but I want to get your train. I said, I don't care. Where are you going? I said, otherwise she'll be coming with you on Marleybone Station. Yeah. So, or you come with me and I'll run you back. I'll tell you what, I'll run you back for free. You only pay to there, but you're not leaving me with a lone female like this. Good job he did come. When we got to Westbourne Grove, it wasn't Westbourne Grove. Cut a long story short, he went into her handbag. He knew her flatmate's name. He opened the phone, dialed it, and it was like um, Leinster Square or Princess Square, one of those yeah. off. How, not number 2A. How on earth was I going to find that? You knew where she lived. Who couldn't even talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, then I run him back to the station. So again, dealing with people. Well, I've already delight. picked up a good nugget there. Then I mean, that's a great one. Is that yeah, have 
someone take someone else and you say I'll run you back to the station for yeah. free offer just take yeah. that bit of headache off of it yeah. yeah yeah because you know the other one is that they they chuck them in I've had the canary wolf where you've got four people standing you think the four people getting in the cab no three of them are guardians yep and they're slinging in the dead weight open the door push them in, in uh, take her to uh, and it's nearly usually a female sadly take her to wherever and it's like it actually is a female you've just chucked her in a black cab because you think it's safe which is great it's respectable of us but really and truly come on you're, you're putting it yeah, 20, 30 minutes later, this this person's now a bag on the floor. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. will get worse as the journey goes on. So it's yeah. almost, uh, my sort of rule is like, you know, imagine that they're going to be two times. I mean, I, I very I got pretty much stitched up with this this week, actually. I don't really, obviously, pick up a lot of drunks, don't really work that late. And because of a few Christmas parties and stuff going yeah. on, got caught out with it. And um, But luckily, I mean, I'd already have money up front, but then it's just the other part of obviously getting them out at the other end, really. Yeah. But... When they get in, you just say, look, okay, house number, is there anyone at home? Um, and then it obviously helps ha- Have you got any money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I would have been paid up front, so that was oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then if they're sick, then you know, how are you going to get money out of them? Even that. Yeah. You know, luckily, I haven't had a few I have forever. taken a, an old guy to the cash point. Uh, he couldn't, he wasn't trying to knock me. He just couldn't function. <laughs> so I had to go into, you know, some of these cash points, certainly out in the countryside, they've got electronic doors that you have to use to even get in. The, the oh. card will work to let you into a part of the bank that is a small area where cash points are, cash machines. And we had to go in there. And then I had to get the pin out of him because he couldn't tap the, even the pins. So he's told me the pin. I, I think I remember taking out 60 quid, which was about the fare. Um, and that was it. So you, you're working with them to make sure he goes home. He ain't got a clue. he wake up the next day and not have any idea what he's paid or how, even how he got home. <laughs> it must be a mystery to them. Like there's a teleportation thing. up. There. I picked him up at Shoreditch at Brown's. And that now he's gone home to Cobham, and he's about seventy years old. He was he was a banker of some sort, and he, he was completely and utterly wasted. Did I ever tell you the story when uh, Houston, Texas? You was in Houston, Texas, or you wanted Houston? Of a drunk guy. Yeah, it was the Brit Awards when it, in a Seagrave Road? Then which it come yeah. out to you at Seagrave Road, and uh, I see him walking, coming towards me. I'm going, oh my god, he looks bad. And he was going Houston. <laughs> Houston, I was at Houston, Texas, sir, or Houston Station. <laughs> in the back he goes, and I can't remember the exact route, but I thought, so I get out the Gloucester place, and I'll chuck it right run along the uh, Marlebone Road, Houston Road, and uh, as we're going up, and I'm one of the rights I'm doing, I noticed the light's gone on, the door's open. Good job it wasn't a black cab I was in then, it was a private eye, because I reached and grabbed him, because he'd opened the door to be sick. Oh. And I'm turning right, and I'm hanging on to him, <laughs> going round to the right. I had to get out and go around to talk to him and say, look, I'll, there's no problem to stop. I'll stop as long as you like. You, know, you fell you're out the door. Be, you'll, be, you'll be sick. Anyway, the wind is down and everything, and uh, we're off and we're away again. But anyway, we come out across the place, right onto that. And uh, an old code I've got with friends is, or anyone, anyone, if you ring me and I'm POB, I won't answer. If you ring me twice, I know that you want me to quickly answer because you're looking for something or whatever. Anyway, a friend of mine who's still a friend now, Gary, he rings me and he says, do you know you have a man hanging out the back of your vehicle? <laughs> your angel, <laughs> Sick all down the side of the car as I turn right. And he, they were sitting at the lights. <laughs> I come out and done a right in front of him. Uh, and when we got to the Houston station, he fell out of there. And he, he, I'll tell you who he was. He was a Granada, T executive, Granada TV yeah. executive. But luckily it was on an account job because I got paid lots of earnings and a full valet. Yeah, we don't get that one. No. And so. that, that raises the question of the valet. Um Getting money out of people for you try and get the, the sixty soil. quid. Sixty quid, isn't it? The soilage. Yeah. So you try and get the sixty quid. You try it, over. It's like, oh god. Yeah. What a but the only thing I will say, and another one of those drunk story, <laughs> that happened to me. Um, 
The better now being a black cab driver is that partition, and I'll tell you why. What happened to me one night driving a car, and there was an old Rover, a 75, I believe, and uh, the guy sitting in the middle behind me hit the windscreen with the full vomit while I was driving. Oh. That car was never the same again. No, it never, it never goes, does it? No. The vomit smell never goes. Two or three years later, I think I can't smell it anymore. Someone would get in the cab instantly and say, has someone been sick yeah. in your cab? It, yes, the whole dash, no everything was covered. Everything right uh, up, my shirt, my sleeve, everything was completely. So oh, you know, yeah. appreciate that you yeah, be a back cab driver. Don't be a private eye driver. Yeah, yeah. Well, I used to jet wash the back as well if they were sick. You just literally go in the old tier, uh, fairway, mm-hmm. you just go in the garage, yeah. get the jet wash out, and just smash it because it's just. This was never that car never re- no, never recovered. And you need new carpet if you if you've got the carpet <laughs> in the back and you ain't got the vinyl. You, it's just it always smells. It never goes. Yeah. 